Yes, yes, yes. Once again, we are here. Welcome and bienvenue. Welcome to another edition of Write the Radio. I am your boy, Bobby Dubs. Sitting across from me is Matthew Maritea. Behind the glass, kicking ass is Taylor Credatus. It is Write the Radio, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. When Drake orders in, you know, with <laughs> the guy's girl, what do you think he's ordering? Is he a Chinese kind of guy? He might be a Chinese guy, a little lo mein, you know? A little beef and broccoli. Maybe some fried rice. Oh, yeah. I see Drake getting down with some fried rice. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Fried rice, extra shrimp. Extra shrimp. <laughs> but, man, it's Right the Radio. It is the first Right the Radio of the new year. So, yeah. welcome to 2022, everybody. All the listeners out there in Radio Land <laughs> or Podcast Land or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> did, but, did you make it to midnight on the eve? Yes, yes, yes. I made it only because I was out doing Uber and I fucking hilarious tales of Uber. We can, before we get into the sports stuff, just. And there's nothing more fun than me and an Uber driver on New Year's Eve. There really isn't. I was molested by one of my passengers. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was, was fantastic. It was fantastic. I'm it. not mad. This is what happened. So we were down. I picked the girl and her two friends up. It was three of them. It was two girls, one guy. Don't tell me where they were getting to later. But uh, I picked them up down like... 14, 15, the walnut kind of in there. They got a bunch of bars and stuff in that little little area down there. Yep. I picked them up. Started off fucking bananas. I pick them up, and she's the girl's name. I don't know her name, but she she get the one girl is completely wasted, like super fried. Her oh, friends, yeah. they're both tipsy or whatever. Uh, the the guy and the girl that are her friends get in the back seat. She gets in the front seat directly next to me. As I'm pulling off, this six foot two, two hundred thirty pound <laughs> fucking oh man, cow pen looking motherfucker grabs my car door, and he's like, "Wait, wait, wait! You got to give me your real number." So apparently, she gave him the fake number when they were dancing in the club and hooking up or whatever. Super shady, you know. You hate to see it from a guy perspective. You hate hey. to see it. Gave him the fake number, and he's like. Adamant, yo, no, and they're in the back seat. No, don't give him shit. Don't give him shit. Let's go. Don't give him nothing. And he's like, yo, please, please, yo, just give me your real number. Give me your real number. And I'm like, yo, dude, she's not giving me your real number. I gotta go. And I'm pulling off. He's like, yo, bro, bro, don't pull off on me, bro. She gotta give me the real number. I'm like, dude, absolutely, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Disconnection on Team Bollywood's part. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. I'm like, I'm sorry she played you, but you got to take the L so I can keep this ride going and I can keep those five stars. It got to the point where we got like halfway up the block. He's still on my car. And I'm like, yo, at that point, I had to snap. I'm like, get the fuck off my car before I get out. <laughs> and he finally lets go. And then we're driving. This is when it gets crazy. We're driving. We're on. Remember, girl, <laughs> name starts with D. We'll call her D. D is in the front seat. And she's clearly wasted beyond measure. Mm-hmm. She's talking to herself. She's she keeps repeating the same question. You guys are taking me home. Uh, like yeah, we're taking you home. You're taking me home, right? Like all the way home. Well, yes, we're taking you home. We make sure you get home safe. I didn't say a word. I'm driving. I'm because from there she lived in Frankfurt, so I'm getting from South Philly, uh, you know, right past City Hall to uh, six seventy six ninety five. Straight up 95 North toward Frankfurt. Next thing I know, she's like, shut the fuck up. 
Pops up. Stop talking. Shut the fuck up. I haven't said a word, but she's looking over at me and telling me shut the fuck up. I'm like, yo, I didn't say a word. I don't know what's wrong with y'all girl. They're in the backseat. Please shut up before he makes us get out. You're going to ruin this. Just shut up. You're drunk. We're trying to get you home. Next thing I know, her hand is on my thigh. She starts rubbing up my thigh. Oh. She's going for the man meat. She gets to the man meat and looks me dead in my pupils, Matthew, and says, are you still mad at me? I'm like, nah, of course not. Why why would I be mad now? (laughs) I have no reason to be mad. Not mad, but I'm on 676. (laughs) Woman, you trying to die? (laughs) Exactly. I'm on 95 going 60. Stop this. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm not mad at you. I'm just trying to get you home safe. I get them home safe. Again, she's so drunk, she can't even get out the car correctly because her hand has now become twisted in my seatbelt. <laughs> like, that's how drunk she is. She's trying to like, wait, I'm trying to get my phone. I can't get out yet. Then she's like, are you going to call me in the morning? I'm like, one, no, because I don't even have your number. Yeah, number two, I don't even know if you're going to remember <laughs> me. Like, again, with the number thing, you didn't give me a number. And if you did, you probably give me a fake one. This is insane. I'm like, no, but uh, you can check the app and see who dropped you off or whatever. You want to hit me up? <laughs> Didn't hear from her. No. But uh, yeah, that was crazy. And then there was another crazy trio of uh, guys I dropped off closer to your neighborhood. I dropped them off at some titty bar in Jersey. But they had to all be like 19, 20, like oh, not, Temple students. Because I picked them up not like club 15. Not No, it was uh, Erotic Cafe. Yes. Yes, that's where I dropped them off at. I picked them up like 15th and Master right around Temple. They were shouting because they were all wasted. I passed that on the way here, actually. <laughs> they were all wasted, so I dropped them. Uh, I picked them up. Halfway there, their buddy is like, man, you got to let me out, bro. Oh, my mm. God, I can't make it, bro. I'm sick. Take me home. Both of his boys, no, we're going to see titties. What are you talking about? You're on this mission now. You're yeah. You're going. He's like, no, nah, come on, bro, don't do it. So, like, I advise them, you can make, you know, separate trips on an Uber. You can go and change the destination or add a drop-off. Uh, and they were like, okay. So we're we're going to the fucking titty bar, and then we're going to put the next stop at the drop-you-off at home. Because we live five minutes mm-hmm. from the strip club. So I wound up dropping them off. I took him on. He's like, man, I, I thank you so much, bro. I couldn't make it. I got an extra $20 tip for you. He did tip me, so that was nice. But, uh... <laughs> Crazy, crazy. People drinking and Ubers is it's fun. But what we come here to do is to talk sports. We're going to talk some sports. But, I mean, the biggest thing on our minds here in Philly is the Eagles. They're in the playoffs, Matt Maritaya. The Yoffs. <laughs> the Yoffs. I want to know, you got expectations. How far you think they can go? <laughs> Where's this ride going to end? What are you planning on seeing? You ever been on the Tower of Terror? Yes. Yes. So this is that ride, only it's about to go horribly wrong. Oh, God, no. We've had our ups. We've the had pessimist. our downs on a season. But Matt Maritaya, the consummate pessimist. <laughs> was the last time Tom Brady lost in the first round of anything? I'll take Tom Brady in the first round of the... I think it's like the Ravens. Of like the Scripps National Spelling Bee. Right? Scripps Spelling Bee. But, I mean, it... it yo. Obviously, they've exceeded my personal expectations. I had them at like six to eight wins. So, you know, tip of the cap to to Nick and, and the crew. But, you know, they, getting past the Buccaneers is going to be a very difficult task, right? Because 
if Mike Evans is healthy, if Leo Fournette's able to run, they've got Gronk, they've got Brait. Offensively, we really can't stop them. And getting into a shooting match with Tom Brady at home in the playoffs, it's yeah, it's uh, not a, desirable. A win, a I'll give you that. Be, a win it's not desirable. Unprecedented. <laughs> in NFL history, let alone Eastern stranger history. things have happened. I'll I'll say that. Sure. Ah, <laughs> oh, there he is with the liquid death. I guess yeah. Brett Favre did lose at home in Lambeau once. Yeah, absolutely. We know who he lost to. <laughs> Let's just get that get that out of the way. We know who he mm-hmm. lost to. Future Hall of Famer, baby. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta love the Matt, Matt, the Matt Maritain. Actually, I think he lost twice. Didn't he lose to? He lost to Vic too. He lost to Vic and he lost to Eli. They both won games in Green Bay. No, I think they lost to Minnesota once. Did they? Wasn't that the the Randy Moss pulled down his pants and game? mooned everybody? Yeah, I'm not. Did they win it? I'm not sure if they. I think they might have won that game, even though he did that. No, 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 no. They won that game because. Randy Moss pulled his pants down. Then the next game was Eagles-Vikings. I think yeah. it was the divisional round. Okay. And Fred X caught the ball after LJ Smith got walloped. Oh, yeah, I remember right? that. Fred X caught the ball, and he pulled the pants back up, oh, and then okay. he snapped on the belt. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Gotta I got love you. a Freddy celebration. Yeah, gotta love a Freddy. It's also weird that I mark time by that. <laughs> you mark time by Fred X pulling his pants yeah. up. I love it. <laughs> I gotta mean, Fred X, he's got his watch, right? On time, baby. <laughs> Always. <laughs> no, but like I I I, I get it. I know. But I don't know. There's just something around. Like I was out the other day and just randomly running the Eagles fans and they're like, yo, we winning on Sunday. There's a buzz. We're gonna win that jump. Like I don't I don't know why. We're gonna win that jump. There's a buzz in the air. And, you know, that happens. You know, we make the playoffs. We kind of feeling ourselves. We see that Tampa Bay, despite the weapons, they do have some issues. They do got some guys out. They don't have an NAB. The receiving core is like Mike Evans and a cast of characters on, on the outside. Yeah, it's like Casper. <laughs> it's like Quentin Cephas or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. What you might call it, Johnson guys. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, it's like, we get it. We get it. Like. <laughs> The secondary has been playing well. Last night, you see the this cat on Georgia. His name is Kool Aid Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. It was like <laughs> Key and Pill, like Northwest, like East West Shrine game all over again. Yeah. <laughs> He's Sequester out Dunkin' Kool Aid though. That's that's wild. That's dope. Sequester out Dunkin' Chud or some shit. <laughs> Ingle McCringleberry was in that game last night. <laughs> but yeah, I just think I potentially I can see them. Winning that game and losing to Green Bay in Green Bay, just but put, how? Right? See, Are they going to be able to put points up on the board? I don't think it's going. I don't think it's going to be necessary. I think it's going to be a game where if they can get the necessary defensive pressure, if you can get a great game out of Hargreaves and Fletch, and oh God, <laughs> him, <laughs> Sweat Barnett, uh, yeah, Barnett is yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, who's it on? Oh, him. <laughs> so, Brandon, if you get a good game out of those guys and kind of pressure him in the mistakes, you can you're gonna have to get some of those opportunistic 
fumble sixes and things of that nature from Slay. You're gonna have to get all those things to happen. Is it good? Is it not super rare? Yeah. Is it like? But stranger things but, have happened, and then we I, do. He's I, right now telling us we we're still living rent free in his head. Tom Brady. He's he's telling us every day. He's he sees the Eagles fan. The man he thinks about a, dropping the pass in in the Super Bowl. The man is building his own legacy. It's a shrewd career move. He had a documentary airing during the season. Man in the arena. What arena? Yeah. Like, who cares? I don't care about Tom talking about his career. He just cares about you know getting this red sort of out of his ledger, if you will. And he's going to talk it up, and he's going to act like the Eagles are you know, some type of fantastic opponent because it's coach speak. He is Bill Belichick. He's become the man that he's hated, which is partially hilarious. Also, they don't have to challenge Darius Slay. They don't have to throw to his side of the field once. (laughs) Gronk over the middle. Who's covering him? Oh, Rodney McLeod? Rodney McLeod one-on-one, baby. Let's go. No. (laughs) Let's go. Rodney's 180 pounds soaking wet. He weighs about as much as Gronk's robotic arm. <laughs> he got no love for Steven Nelson, yo. He's like, no, I got none for Stevie. Stevie's gone. I just this. think, I, I just think if they can, if they can stop the run, get some pressure, they can make it a low scoring game. Like that's a game I think they can win. If it gets to where it's a shootout, no. And then you wind up in a situation where Brady has the ball last. Nah, it I doesn't mean, look good. You got to limit him to like three possessions per quarter. But to do that, they have to be able to run the ball. And not knowing if Miles Sanders is going to feel confident in his hand, not knowing if Jalen Hurts is going to feel confident in his ankle. You know, yeah, yeah, having yeah. A we, we definitely Jordan have. Howard, we definitely have a lot of questions. What we have no question about is liquid death. Yes. It is the preferred water of choice, <laughs> right? The radio. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of different water brands out there, right? Waikiki, um, there's Voss water. None of it comes Asked. from the Alps. None of it comes from the Alps. None of them is in this delectable uh, aluminum, aluminum can. Yes, aluminum is the most easily recycled material <laughs> in the world. Aluminum is the Harvard of metals. We yes. all know this. <laughs> look, if you want us to to gas it up, class it up a little bit, right? You're like, oh, I'm a Voss water drinker. I like those fancy glass bottles. Okay, well, this here comes in aluminium. <laughs> aluminium and timendium, all of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, beautiful gold leaf plating uh, around the top. Skulls that shows your metal. Uh, <laughs> skulls that show your metal. Exactly. I mean, but... Regardless of how far they go, what I want to know is if if they do even extend this, are we giving Howie and Nick enough credit for what has happened this season? Because it seems like people are like they're they're like they're jumping out of their clothes to be able to push back on the GM of the year and the coach of the year talk and telling everybody to pump their brakes. Like, what is the adequate amount of respect due to the GM and the coach? For what we have, which is a playoff-bound football team. Well, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, <laughs> Here we I've go. been supplying the torches and the pitchforks. <laughs> He's the man behind okay. the heat. So, so I, I know, like, Ruben Frank came out with an article. is like, Nick Sirianni deserves to be considered for coach of the year. And I'm like, not really. Right, Nick has been a good coach. They didn't beat a winning team. He came right. They didn't the beat a winning. Well, I guess the Saints they ended up beating being a winning team. Yeah, but they beat and Trevor they beat, Simeon Saints, and they beat teams that at that time had winning records. So 
I don't know if that means anything. Like Carolina was three and one when they beat Carolina. Yes, week four, week four, Carolina, <laughs> where they needed week four, a Sean, Carolina was a juggernaut. They needed a Sean Bradley <laughs> block punt. Week four, Carolina was like we're going to the dance. <laughs> they were going to the Super Bowl this year. So, so Nick deserves a ton of credit as being a guy who gets a team to buy in, right? And he deserves some credit as a motivator, as a football innovator. He's done nothing. No, right? Not at all. His teams are regularly outplayed in the hey, first half He's got half some of innovative games. T-shirts. Okay, <laughs> that's that's great. I'd like to see some points in the first quarter, please. Right? I give a damn about a T-shirt with Jalen and some ski goggles. Like, oh man. But Howie absolutely is not the GM of the year. Howie deserves to be vilified and villainized vilified! at every turn. Landon Ziggins is a stud. Who? Landon is a stud. Okay. <laughs> he drafted he oh, he, on he Devontae off, Smith on an offensive lineman. He drafted the consensus Heisman winner. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, that was so difficult. Right. Okay. Evan. It, he Steven he Nelson's the Dolphins, been a jewel, which I is like good. Steven right. Steven Nelson's not a jewel. Steven's <laughs> like okay. He's a serviceable QB. Hey, player. that's way better than what we've had in the secondary over the last couple of years. That, I'll take okay every day of the week. I mean, literally, they didn't have someone. At that position, so how he just kind of was forced to sign someone, right? It was either that or just not play one, uh, right? Oh, but but his we're biggest, playing the forty six defense. We got yeah. one <laughs> safety over top high. That's it. We're not, we're not doing his biggest uh, safety acquisition is splitting time with Marcus Epps. Yeah, Epps is trash, as we all know. I've established that. <laughs> uh, his biggest linebacker acquisition was cut. Well, yeah, but the linebackers, we, yeah, we're was cut twice. I'm giving him every credit for TJ Edwards right now. TJ's TJ, a, a decent player. Oh. Alex Singleton is a legend. <laughs> I mean, but think about this. Like, we're relying on TJ Edwards, who's like, you know, oh, hey, he's a nice guy. And Alex Singleton, who was like a CFL pluck. We're relying on guys who shouldn't have seen the field if true. we were playing. We, but we, we also legitimate but, defenders. But, but how he goes beyond the realm of football. He jo- gave us legitimate comedy. With, Josh uh, Sweat's earning a million dollars per sack right now. Hey, I'm okay with that. Cause, He's like playing I said, like Keith Sweat. <laughs> Keith Sweat. <laughs> Derek Barnett's trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole team. No, yeah. no, but he's going beyond the realm of football. He's giving us legitimate comedy in the bumbling stupidity that is Ryan Kerrigan. I get to laugh every Sunday when I see that carcass trot onto the field and do absolutely nothing. Jay Jaw. You like a good laugh? Jay Jaw has more tackles than Ryan Kerrigan. <laughs> right? Jay Jaw, your special teams ace. GM of the year is a stupid award, (laughs) right? Because what happens has to happen over time with them, right? We don't know how good this draft is going to be. I know I have concerns about Kenny Gainwell, right? Because he, what, didn't get on the field after week eight, after being used exclusively, and then just kind of reappears like, oh, I can run the ball now. Uh, He looks about as good as Jason Huntley, which is, eh? It doesn't say much. (laughs) Right? Uh, You know, uh, the entire 2018 draft class is probably going to be gone next year. Right? 28 or 29. When was the the Miles Sanders draft? It was 
this is his third year. So it'll be 2018. Yeah, yeah. right. Miles is going to be gone. Dillard's probably going to be gone. Everybody else is already gone. <laughs> right. It's, how we can't let up on Howie. We can't for a second. I'm just saying. Forget we what he's won, done to us. We made the playoffs. We won nine games. We won six out of seven with a last place schedule. Made, with a last place schedule. What I'm saying, you did this in the with week, a roster in the weakest division in football. You did this with a roster the worst that was, division in football. that was like ranked the 29th worst roster in the entire National Football League. That, this was a roster that people were saying we're going to win two games. Well, the NFC was really bad this year, as we've seen. Uh, I'm not going to hold you there. I mean, once you get past have, like the fifth seed, it's kind of like right, they whatever. Have that one elite position group, but it's just it happens to be the most important group, right? And you can't credit Howie for Jason Kelsey, right? Lane Johnson was a project and a half to you know make sure that he stayed in the league, let alone developed into an all-pro right tackle. Jordan Mailata was a lark, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, but you only get one of those like in your entire career, and Mailata is it. Yeah. Mailata is his late-round wonder, right? And you know, Dickerson's good, right? I do worry about his long-term health, right? He's already missed games this year. As a rookie, which is not good, after having you know his knee destroyed in college, which is yeah. worse, they've developed some depth at the position. It's nice, but you know this is it's very shaky. This team is like paper mache together <laughs> through this season, and then next year we're going to look at a lot of different faces starting for this team, and it could be good, it could be bad. I, I, I think you're right, and I think you're going to have to put a lot of stock on what happens with these first-round picks in this draft and all these picks, and especially coming off a team that, you know. Picks, baby, picks. Baby. <laughs> you got a quarterback who looks like he, he'll be around for a while and is on mm-hmm. a rookie contract. <laughs> if he's not, if they don't put all the picks together and trade but, them. And but, we, like, so this is this right here is a make-or-break <laughs> offseason, I think, for Howie. Uh I also, I need thoughts on, like, with what could be changing. You talk about the roster. I talk about the coaching staff. Jonathan Gannon getting looks. Are we shocked by this? He's getting looks. People want to interview Jonathan Gannon? Well, hashtag top 10 defense. But <laughs> <laughs> really? So I'll say one more thing about Howie, then I'll move on to Gannon. Wait, I need to know. I need to know. Taylor. I need one to ten. The absurdity that anybody is looking at Jonathan Gannon to be their head coach. Yeah, definitely like a fifty. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but you you go back to your last point on how. <laughs> if I were to find out find out that like he was teaching a class and like contract law, I would go take that class. Like I would want to know. I would want to see what how <laughs> he does. A cap genius, that's yeah. it. That's what he deserves credit for, right? His capology abilities. But, Dude, they got so much dead cap, it's insane. It's like yeah. a graveyard. <laughs> but Jonathan Gannon is, I guess, if you want a defensive coach, right, if you have one of these coordinator-type guys in mind that'll just scheme up your offense and you want a guy who will work with a defensive coordinator and sort of build something, yeah, I could see teams going for Gannon. I don't know why, <laughs> but... Like, I'm befuddled. From a philosophy honest. standpoint, I get it, but why him? Right? He hasn't shown anything innovative. He hasn't shown anything. Uh, I mean, he's 
publicly feuded basically with his best player. Exactly. Like throughout yeah, the, the whole course of his was season and it's, I mean, I could see if they were like uh, like a head and tails like the best at any particular category, but they're not. I mean, they're kind of I'm not going to say middling, but you know, they're they are what they are. Right, and especially because I think it's with the Broncos, correct? That he's yeah, the yes, Denver? the Denver Broncos. Which right, like we just went through this. Somebody with, said uh, with Vic uh, Fangio. Was it Barger that said they, they, they get uh, Gannon? You trade for Kirk Coupons, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's your John Elway plan. <laughs> right, like they they need a quarterback. They need someone to harness all that talent they have on offense. Right, they don't need a defensive coach. Right, they had Vic Fangio, and he couldn't put together an offense to, to save his life, which is why he's not their coach anymore. Right, because exactly they had Cortland Sutton. They have what is it? That guy uh, Hamler. He was another one of those Bama receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got Jerry Judy, right? Uh, Melvin Gordon, Noah Fant. Like they have a good skill position set. And I, it's just when you look at how wildly inconsistent they were, that does that that points to coaching, and yeah. you might see if you had a, a steady hand. Right, there. Like Ted, Not to Ted, say that Jonathan Gannon is the steady yeah, hand you need. Teddy Two Gloves isn't like a terrible quarterback. No, it's like you don't. It like it's amazing. You go from blowing out the Cowboys to getting smacked around by us, and it's like, how does that make any sense? Yeah, no, none. <laughs> Right, and they traded Von Miller in the middle of the year. Like exactly, it's just, Von Miller. That whole thing may is a dumpster file. Wind up in a Super Bowl. I'm just yeah, put that out there. That's, that's, that's very likely can happen. Honestly, though, I'm worried about the Rams. About we're the, talking about playoff about matchups because, like, like as a fan, right? Like, I'm not bailing on the Eagles, but like as a fan, I just love playoffs. They're a team that should be like a Super Bowl favorite that like nobody's giving any yeah. love to. It was early. It was a lot of talk yeah. early on, but that kind of faded, and you wonder why. Yeah. That whole Matt Stafford's but throwing seventeen picks. Thing. Thinking of the the playoff run and the implications, is this a make or break playoff run first? Is this playoff run how he performs? Maybe just in this first game, even if they, he plays well and they lose, how much does this affect whether or not? The front office, the guys making decisions, believe he's the guy moving forward. Is there a lot of pressure on him? One to ten, you tell me the pressure on Jalen Hurts to show out in these playoffs. I mean, I think if he throws like two or three picks, I think he's done. I think that's it. I think that'll be sort of what everyone looks at and what everyone hangs their hat on. Especially because, now again, people talk about, like, like I see... It's in the Inquirer, like the Alabama three winners, right? Yeah. What did Jalen Hurts win at Alabama? I mean, he won a national title, but that's because he came in at the last minute. He didn't win it. (laughs) He got yanked at halftime for his play, right? He was gifted a ring. What? what, Which one? Didn't he come in on a? In an SEC championship game, something he came in when Tua got hurt and he played. Yeah, he came in the next year. Right, and then, right, yeah, he came in in the, the championship game at, like, halftime or something, right? Yeah. He came in for the hurt to a, he helped them through that. But that's his biggest win as, like, a college quarterback. Yeah. Right, That and that's, you know, it. His big game experience is not as a starter or as a starter and getting pulled or losing at Oklahoma, right? Now, I believe Jalen is a poised, confident guy, and he carries himself incredibly well. But 
like he threw for like 61% accuracy here over the course of the season. And this is a moment where they have to throw the ball. This seems like it might be make or break. Now, we'll see because the draft picks, I think, are a little bit higher than we thought they were going to be. So does that change yeah, anything? Yeah, Indy not making the playoffs. Sorry, Garth. Right? With, right <laughs> Indy not making the playoffs. Miami. Not making the playoffs. Right. Not even not making the playoffs, but the, like they blew a couple games at the end. Yeah. Right? So it's, we'll see. It's it's very interesting. I mean, I think Jalen's probably done enough as long as, like, they can lose, but it, like as long as they don't lose, like, like if they put up, like, 21 points and Jalen has a good hand in the offense, I think he's fine. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think it hurts him if they yeah. have a game like they had against Kansas City where, like, they score points. They yeah. put up 30, but they're clearly in there against a way better offense and the defense just can't hold up. I got no problem with them losing that kind of, you know, back and forth. You know, they just have more firepower type of game. Um, so that could help him. But if it's, like, disastrous and he's out here freestyling with the ball and getting stripped and fumbling or throwing interceptions, I think the sky's going to fall on this kid. Yeah. But. <laughs> might not necessarily be fair. Yeah, it might I not be fair. he's probably but done enough to earn yeah. at least, you know, the next half of, the, of a season. But. Yeah, tough. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is the, or, the, or at least, the to, com- world or at least to compete with Gardner. In oh training camp. goodness, we're not going to bring up Gardner or, Minshew, or, or, or to go in as as the leader in the club. I'm losing friends over Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Look, Minch did his best. Exactly, <laughs> he tried. Damn it, yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on to some more sparkling positivity. The Sixers, the Sixers have won seven straight games. Matt Merite. Should this whole run, what we're seeing from Jalen B, should he be getting more consideration? Should he be garnering more consideration for MVP? I think he's playing better now than he did last season. So I would say so, yeah. I mean, just this is, I think, that leadership moment with Embiid where he he's taking it all on his back and he's not being crushed by it, right? He's succeeding with that responsibility, right? We saw sort of like in that the COVID playoffs uh, against Boston, right? He struggled with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw kind of, you know, last year at times uh, he struggled with it in the Atlanta series. But now I think not so much that he gets it. I think that he's just matured into it. He He understands, I think, himself – Better mentally, he's advanced his knowledge of the game of basketball, which I think is an underrated thing that a lot of people don't talk about because he's just so good. We forget that he's this is what his 10th season of basketball at any level, maybe. And you know, the supporting cast is working with him, and they've sort of found a bit of a groove. Whether it's Point Furcon or Wait, Point Furk, maybe. Yeah. Whether it's Point Furk or you know Maxi getting his run, we're seeing Isaiah Joe minutes. We're seeing a lot of intangibles. Mini Yang, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's working to an extent. Yeah, I mean, I I think he should have MVP uh, consideration. I mean, this dude is dropping thirty every single night. Uh, double-digit rebounds. He's leading the team. Uh, like, 
your star player should. Everybody, you know, get on my back. He's super confident. He's he's pushing people to make sure they do what they're supposed to do. I'm all for it. I, I, I totally think it's possible. Listen, they keep winning the way they're winning. They keep climbing these standings as some of these other teams start to fall back to earth uh, a little bit. Uh, you can definitely see if they they can climb back into the top four, top three uh, seed in the East, and you could definitely see him being an MVP candidate. What could also help is if the team gets better, which brings me to my next assertion. Are we going to get a Ben Simmons trade before the deadline? What do we got? Where are we, a month out? Somewhere around there? I don't think so. We, we're stuck with this? Is this we, something that's going to last us four years? Like, we're going to eat the whole guy dragging him never suiting up again? I don't know. Taylor, what do we think? Ben Simmons trade? Probably during the offseason, I guess. Uh, oh, it's tough to and now, see. And now we're hearing that Maury wants to package Toby with that. Like, Taylor, you tell me a team that's going to take Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. I mean, crazier things have happened. <laughs> crazier things have happened. That's what our basketball team is hedging on. Crazier things have happened. Daryl's sitting in his offense grumbling. Would you take a Toby? Two birds. <laughs> One stone. <laughs> like, hey, would you take a Toby? <laughs> I don't know. Not going to give you a maxi, but would you take a Toby? <laughs> Look, Matisse, I, I no, think, no, 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 no. Would you take a Toby? I think the Kings might. <laughs> Honestly, that franchise is so mis- mismanaged. I think you could probably get De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese oh. Halliburton. Oh, probably. Uh, I got, I got all faith in Maury coming off like a fucking used car salesman. What do I need to do to get you into Tobias yeah. Harris today? <laughs> Tell me what I need to do. Look. <laughs> I'll admit, slightly used. <laughs> slightly right, some used. of the polish is off, but <laughs> this baby will run. Exactly. That'll get you to point A to point B. That's all you need, yeah. right? <laughs> Look, do you want like 17 and 6 every night? Do you want those to be the most inconsequential 17 and 6? <laughs> inconsequential. I, I mean, really, like, it's getting to the point, like, I saw, like, the other day, it was so funny to me because it was like people were ranting and raving. They were on the Twitter. Oh, Tobias, get him out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, they must be losing and it must be his fault. They were winning the game. They won the game. And people were snapping about Tobias Harris. I'm like, when he gives you like four points and he's like three for ten and they lose, that's when I'll get mad. <laughs> It's like, it's, it's like people complaining about like, a guy not performing when the team wins. It's like the fucking coach from like Mighty Ducks, and it's like there's no point winning if you can't win big. Like you didn't blow him out because Toby stunk, so I'm pissed off. Like, yeah. but yeah, if God bless him, if Daryl Morey gets somebody to take on those two contracts, I like somebody tweeted it like, "Yo, you trying to move eighty M's, bro? <laughs> like you wild, Daryl? I, I I was close. All right, so right now. Toby's man, uh, managing what, eighteen four a game, right? With like seven and a half boards and about four assists, right? So he's he's not having a bad year, right? By no. any stretch of the imagination, he's just right. That's not a max value contract, and that's not his fault. But at the same time, it's just like what do, what else do we have to complain about? We have to complain about the product on the floor. Right, and we're not going to complain about Joel, and we're not going to complain about the little babies, right? No. 
Little baby, the baby, none of them. Right, because <laughs> we, we've developed some type of emotional attachment to every single player we've drafted. Oh, absolutely. Right. There's people to this day clamoring to get starting minutes for B-Ball Paul. Right, <laughs> B-Ball Paul, right? Matisse Thibel is a gift from God. Exactly. Like, according to most people, right? <laughs> Maxie's, you know, I mean... I actually, I actually like Maxie. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I like Maxie. People are like, Matisse Tybalt, hey, yo, that's Scotty Pippen, I'm telling you. It's in the works. It's coming. Like, no, it's not. No, he's like, he's like Pat Bev with a worse <laughs> shot. Like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? He, he's like, like if, like if Pat Bev has an angel and devil on his shoulder, the angel is Matisse Thibel. Oh, God. <laughs> the angel is Matisse Thibel. <laughs> no, 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 no. Jack up that three. Take it, take it, take it. <laughs> No, you haven't hit one all night. It doesn't matter. Take it, take it. Here comes Joel hyping this shit on. I want him to shoot more. I tell him to shoot. Well, he he does need. Oh, to shoot more. Yeah. <laughs> like to be effective, like I guess, Matisse yes. has to. You has have to be to a threat shoot. out there to stretch the court. You need people to be like, all right, he he may shoot. I need to be in his face, and then it moves defenders over. I get it. <laughs> he needs to make them. <laughs> I need to, I need Joel to add that in there. We need like a Joel soundboard. <laughs> yeah, we need. I'm the best player in the game. <laughs> I killed a lion in Cameroon. <laughs> I drank Shirley Temple. What is this shock? I used to live yeah. in a shock. <laughs> Who cares about shock? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh man! See, see so I don't think the they're six- trading Ben though. You don't think they're trading men? No, I, I think Maury will shame. die on that hill. That's a damn shame. <laughs> oh, man. But, oh, man. It's definitely from, not going From to a team either. that's a lot of fun to a team that's no fun at all. I, I'm going to bring yeah, up the Flyers. The Phillies like, suck. The, yeah. <laughs> the Phillies suck. The Flyers also suck. I call the Flyers follies every time I watch the game. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? It's like a bunch of bumbling idiots. And you feel so bad because they're likable guys. And you want them to perform, but it's just not there. I guess. I, I asked you. I guess they're Because likable. I cover another team that plays in that building that actually wins games. <laughs> it's the time to turn to the wings, Matthew Maritaya. I got season tickets. You, you hit up right the radio. We'll get you to wings games. I need you to avoid the Flyers at all costs. Look, I will say that you should go to Wings games regardless. I love yes. I, I love lacrosse. I think it's super exciting. Especially I love the, my free hat I got yeah, last week. Especially the nice. indoor Right, indoor oh, so yeah. box is so boards. fun. Box is so ball fun. bouncing around. There's no out of bounds. It's fantastic. Exactly. You, get the, you got the souvenirs of flying yeah. constantly. They never go. Never know when you go home with a ball. The Flyers actually did something brilliant today. If you want to go deep into like Flyers conspiracy land, <laughs> oh god, right, like Bob, down the rabbit hole, we're in right, the Flyers so, matrix. So, so Bobby Clark made an appearance. God ah, knows where Bobby they've Clark. been keeping him, <laughs> right? But, this, I think they keep him in the same freezer as Walt Disney or something. Right. Well, <laughs> well, they thawed him out and they put him on a podcast, <laughs> right? Bobby doesn't know what the hell a podcast exactly, is. Exactly a podcast. Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's the radio, but they play it later on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's coming out here and he's burying Ron Hextall, right? He's talking about how, you know, oh, well, you know, the scouts, a, uh, none of them wanted to pick, you know, Nolan Patrick, you know, yeah. uh, a, uh, they all wanted uh, this other guy, Kel McCarr, you know, he's, <laughs> he's a superstar now, uh, but Ronnie, he, he yeah. made a lot of those decisions by himself in a closed, closed office. So. Oh, man. so now they're burying Hextall to try to Bus, buy themselves meet more Ron time. Hextall. Yeah. <laughs> now, to be fair, it is all Ron Hextall's fault. <laughs> he 
<laughs> like to be fair, he's correct though. Well, yeah, yeah. Nolan Patrick is basically out of the league now, and yeah. it, right when you have the second overall pick, you can't mess. You can't miss like that, right? You can't miss like that, right? Or on a German Rubstoff, right? Another first round pick. Yeah. He's never going to play. Morgan <laughs> Frost, currently a first round pick, who's complaining about that he's struggling to find his way in the league. Oh no. Like he's saying that publicly, which means he's toast mentally. And, and you know, Joel Farabee's doing okay, but that's it, right? We don't have anybody else playing. There's not that many people left in the pipeline that are high draft picks. It's it's teardown time. Oh man, right? It's time. Uh, it's love it or list it, and I'm gonna list it. You're gonna list it? Yeah. Oh, you know, let that show. I let that show. Love it or list it. I, I always said if I was going to show, I'd be a dick. And like I'd be playing with people while I'm getting ready to give my answer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm gonna love listing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna list it on things I love. Like, like that. right? And that, and actually, I an asshole. <laughs> in a, in a roundabout way, it like kind of makes a point about the Flyers because we, as fans, right? Uh, they're a nostalgic bunch. Yes. Right. So they want to latch on to the players. They want to hold on and say. They'll be able to turn it around. They'll be able to rebuild and retool on the fly like they always do, right? When they made the playoffs no for part intended. right, like 17 <laughs> years out of 18 years or something like that, right? They had one bad year and they were immediately back. It, it's over. That's not happening yeah. anymore, right? And that's why Hillary always wins. She wins <laughs> 75% of the time because people don't want to move, right? They don't, they don't want to pack their crap. Yeah, it doesn't true. matter if she didn't give them, you know, the reno in the master bedroom. If she didn't <laughs> give them the mud room that they need, their exactly. house is barely functional. She exactly. slaps some paint on it, and they act like she did it all. Exactly. Like, look, I gave you the open concept you wanted. I knocked down that wall right there in between the living room. I got you. Look at it. You can see the kitchen now. <laughs> yeah, David's in there. We found a house in your desired neighborhood in your desired price range. <laughs> With everything you wanted. Exactly. And it's a hundred thousand dollars And a room for the kids so you could get them out your way. Yeah. It's always the playroom for the kids somewhere. Yeah. And house. a soundproof basement. Exactly. They can kill each other down there. <laughs> you wouldn't spill your wine. Yeah, you wouldn't spill your wine. <laughs> That's the one thing. It's always these super affluent people to do these fucking anoxious jobs. <laughs> Uh, yes, I'm an Arabian goat milker. Yeah, I make fifteen million a year. Like, what the fuck? How do you afford these houses? I make miniature figures of cows. I make thirty-five million a year. Like, where do they find these people to buy these houses? I'm a cheese tester. I'm a cheese tester. Oh God. Oh man. Oh goodness. It is. The, like we said earlier when we first started, it's the first show of the new year. As always, you know, we always make our resolutions. I don't know what you guys' resolutions were. I mean, I guess I think Taylor's resolution was just to have even more fly kicks than he has already. <laughs> more J's for Taylor. Yeah. More, more J's for Taylor. <laughs> Man, I don't know what your resolution I ask you guys, what are some of your Philly sports resolutions? It could be a team, a player, that you think what their resolution should be for 2022. Wow, that's a good one. I got one. Yes. I need... Tobias? No, no, no. <laughs> Danny Green, I need you to go Shut into up. I need you to go into Prestidigitation or in layman terms magic 
find a fucking way to disappear. That's your 2022 <laughs> resolution. Danny Green, find a way to disappear. Go away. That's your resolution. Find a way to disappear. I don't know if you got to go to Hogwarts. You got to talk to Harry, Hermione, any of them. Find a way to disappear for me, bro. That's your resolution. That's my resolution for Danny Green. Da- Danny Green is like the definition of doing too much. <laughs> totally too much. Right, like, like it, like Danny. It's okay. Like, like old, we we know you got your teammates back. You don't have to like rip down the like fan base old, in order to prove it. it yo, it's like uh, and then going doing over, too much over twenty eight minutes. Ooh. It's like that show his and hers, and they had the, the top five doing too much all stars. Yo, <laughs> Danny's number one. Yeah, doing too much Hall of Fame. So man, you got a resolution for anybody? Shout Let's out to out Jamel Hill. I mean, yeah, shout out to Jamel. Hill. Oh yeah, Mike Smith. Shout out to them. Well, well, first, never underestimate Bomani Jones. Oh after, yeah, Bo. after that picture I saw. Oh, oh my God, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's. I don't know. Be be patient with the Phillies. <laughs> right, because we we are so live and die, and I, I think that's oh, yeah. probably with with like the we Philly, have no patience right, whatsoever. Phillies, Flyers, and Sixers, because I just can't. Right, we get. Into every game, and it just I ride too high and too low with it. I gotta learn to ease. It's a long season, man. Long yeah, season. You got to in those in those three sports where it's a it's a grind. It takes a certain level of talent and greatness to be good because you play series. You're not playing one game mm-hmm. or anything can happen. Like you better be better than the other team on the other side. Uh, if you're going to move forward and uh, get towards a championship. So I think patience is a good one for the Phillies, right? For everybody, everybody really, because they, if we start just putting these expectations on like, look, they, they made the playoffs and you got people getting insane talking about the Super Bowl, talking about a, a year from now, they should be like contenders and whatnot because uh, and of the draft picks and all of that. And if I'm going to pump pick, your brakes, if I'm going to pick one person to let's call doing too much, the resolution Joe Girardi, don't <laughs> don't do too much. Like he will overmanage this team to death if you let him. He needs to get a little bit more hands off. I I, I, I absolutely think you're right. He needs to take a step back. Yeah, kind of kind of chill. Let things work as they're supposed to, and uh, see where things go from there. But when the you, team is a problem, you can't just slap some bamboo brat on it. Exactly. Oh, uh, band aids on broken legs over there. <laughs> But, man, it's been fun. Mm. I'm Bobby Dubs. Uh, you can find me uh, on the Twitters, uh, at Robin Whitney. Or you can type in Bobby Dubs, whatever you prefer. Uh, you can go to Instagram, type in Robin the Writer. You can find me and Matt and our writing stylings on either the Bell and the Birdman newsletter or on Triple Play Media where we write things from time to time. Uh, you can go get my book on Amazon, Hope Over Hurt. It's available. And uh, yeah, Facebook, all of that stuff. You can also find me at Janeiro's parking lot, <laughs> rooting on some team <laughs> that has no business being an actual team. But uh, Matt, where can they find you? Uh, y'all can find me uh, glued to the television, getting ready for the Olympics. I love me some Tara Lipinski <laughs> and Johnny Weir Lipinski? in the booth. Yep. Yeah, I just listened to a podcast on like Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan, enthralling. Look up uh, You're Wrong About. Fucking beautiful. 
Got to look at that. Because they, they take, like, stuff we remember from our mm-hmm. childhood and stories that were big and then all the things you actually got wrong about that story or that you think you know about those stories. Mm-hmm. Like, Nancy so, Kerrigan's still good looking. Nancy Kerrigan. Broke. Actually poor person. Not a silver spoon princess from, you know, mm-hmm. affluent neighborhood. None of that. She was yeah. like blue collar, run in the mill, regular person. Yeah, that no. whole thing was it, it wasn't it wasn't I Tanya, it was you Tanya. <laughs> you Tanya. Yeah. yeah. They were both Tanya. Exactly. But the the image was put on by, you know, the Olympic Committee and all right, this is our, our crown jewel. Everybody love her. Everybody hate this thick chick from the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when they, so protesting the Olympic Committee, and then uh, <laughs> you know you can find me in the Twitter sphere, uh, Matthew Maratea. That's Matthew the traditional way with the double traditional? T. Traditional. Yep. Oh, that's right. You yep. got your honey badger spelling too. Yeah, honey badger spelling or those single T's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't trust that. <laughs> yep. Uh, Maratea is M A R A T E A. You can find the Instagram and Maratea twenty two. That's uh, also the Gmail if you're writing mail. Uh, the uh, Gmail, Triple Play Media, Bell and the Birdman, Last Out, Liquid Deaths. Um, uh, you can find uh, Taylor Cardenas at K Pop. Uh, you can find him behind the glass at Last Out Media on all your favorite. Podcasts. You can find him in the Discord now. You can find him in the Discord. Yeah, in the Discord. I know Vin, Vin finally let me in. <laughs> exactly, let him in. <laughs> he finally opened the door. It was like, like a gold glow. I'm in the Discord now. Mama, I made it. Taylor went home. Mama, I made it. I'm in the Discord. <laughs> but, oh, man, it's been right the radio. We're going to get out of here. Taylor, play us all. Damn, I'm so Katrina smarter than a lot of these. Where the coaches brought the starter in. Yeah, and I'm the type to tell you.